us. We were talking to Dr. Gans Ference, and we talked about, you know, before you go to bed, maybe the 60 seconds of celebration, thinking of things that you're happy about, things that you're grateful for, things that make you happy uh, before you go to sleep. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of folks, uh, I've been, I'm a victim of this myself, I know my wife is, just scrolling through social media before you go to bed, just lying in bed, flipping it through. And, you know, most times it can be uh, no harm, no foul. But when in, in today's day and age, with everything that's been going on, we talked about COVID, but now even more so uh, with the war in Ukraine, um, the stuff you're seeing, the stuff that you're, you're, you're flashing by and exposing yourself to uh, is pretty disheartening, uh, to say the least. And also, uh, how much of it is, is real? There's no context. You know, I used to, I used to work in uh, television news for a long time. And, you know, before we're putting pictures on the, on the TV and on the newscast, uh, we know where they're from. We're, we're, we're debating whether we should be putting them on or not. What needs to be seen? What doesn't need to be seen? Social media? Uh, there's no filter. Everything's on, good or bad, all the time. Uh, joining us uh, on the line is uh, Joe Whitbread, co-founder and professional public speaker with Joe Social Media. Uh, Joe, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Good to be with you, Shane. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. I, I imagine there's a lot of folks that, uh, as they get into bed and are, are going to say goodnight for the evening, uh, grab their phone and scroll through, uh, seeing whether it's uh, Twitter or any other social media, and are inundated with just uh, horrific, whether it's pictures, video, and accounts, uh, from in, in this case, from Ukraine. Uh, it's hard to know what you can believe and, and what you can't uh, coming from something like social media, I would think. Well, yeah, our timelines are filled with our, our, our own echo chambers now, aren't they? I mean, uh, lots has been made, obviously, about the, the data and, and these big billion-dollar companies that are doing everything they can to keep your eyes on their channel. Um, there's, it's, it's, it, it's really no surprise that we're scrolling through. I, I find that the surprise typically, you've already commented about it, and, and in our line of work, we hear it all the time, is the constant focus on the negative. And it's been scientifically proven. The human brain, uh, the adult brain specifically, but certainly adolescence brains as well, always focused on the negative. That's why at a young age, we have such a hard time with developing you know, self-confidence and understanding that we're valuable and that maybe we're, we are attractive. Uh, all of these elements that our brain uh, and, and the brain science backs. But in the social media world, I find it fascinating that this is the conversation all the time, that our timelines are filled with negativity. And while that's absolutely true and, and circumstantial and, and real evidence shows it, we also have the ability now to curate our timelines. And for those of you who aren't, I, I wonder why. Uh, why we continue to look for the negative when there's a lot of positive happening online right now. As much, if not more, we just continue to be driven down by the negative. No, and uh, you know what, I, for years, I, I remember uh, talking to uh, a journalist. Uh, this was, oh, it's got to be 2010, 2011, and we were on a flight, and we were commenting just about some negativity on Twitter or whatever it was, and he said to me a line that sticks with me to this day, you know, social media is the world's biggest bathroom wall. <laughs> and, and that's what it is. It, it's, it's amazing what people will say when they can be anonymous, which I think is the biggest mistake on any of these platforms. Uh, if you don't have to uh, assign your name to something, uh, everyone is super brave. Everyone's got a lot to say about everything uh, if, there's, if you don't have to be held accountable for what you say. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. In fact, the, the channels themselves hand out blue check marks or verifications to their celebrity holders 
to to put a exclamation point on on your point they want you know the the celebrities of our world to carry their channel which of course makes them more money and gives them more attractiveness on on these on these channels and use mine not this one but you're right the anonymity that's available to us and the soapbox the microphone the platform and the stage that's been handed to the everyday man or woman now is a detriment and and you're not wrong we are all experiencing that power of a celebrity without the consequence and i think that's an incredible component shane you are like me a long time in media television radio my background as well in broadcast uh, have had uh, such a privilege to be on large stages in real life and speak to large audiences in real life and so for anyone scrambling to their twitter or their social media i have a public persona in the online world like you do. And I think what's fascinating is people like you and me and your colleagues and mine had to take professional media training. And there's a standard that we have to uphold, not only to organizations that govern the broadcast or the place that we're working, but we also know that our privilege comes with consequences. We can't just go into the grocery store and angrily demand from the store clerk our money back because someone may recognize our face or our voice. The same is not true for those who are anonymous or even who have personas online that are real, but are faded into the background of general public. And I think that's an important component of this that we'll watch evolve over the next several years. No, you know what? That's why whenever I, if I thought twice about uh, putting something out there, I aired on the side of caution and didn't bother, which bothered me because I hated that I had to play scared in a way, but I, I was not interested in the full board consequences of just saying anything that was harmless, but taking taken totally out of context and having a million anonymous people decide what, you know, uh, what I really meant. Um, let me ask you this. You talk about curating your, your, your scroll and your, what you're looking at. But as you mentioned right off the top, those companies spend so much time with their algorithms going, oh, this is what they're looking at. Feed them more. Feed them more. So in the case of, say, and again, we use the war in Ukraine right now, uh, you know, I want to know what's going on. Now, again, I'm not going to Twitter to find out what's going on. I can't. I, I just don't trust it. But, it, you know, there's lots of people that are flipping through it and going through it. Um, and if you look at that, it's just going to feed you more of the same stuff, Right. Well, indeed. You know, this all started, uh, arguably, with reality television. Uh, when we saw the appetite for, you know, one of the first Survivor, where we mm-hmm. could actually have camera crews follow people around an island, we knew deep down somewhere that it was edited, that it was scripted, that there was uh, uh, a, a false to it. But we also saw the reality, why it was dubbed reality television. And then we saw the appetite and you don't need me to tell you that programming now in every genre, in every industry is more reality than it is scripted. The days of the sitcom are, are, are not over, but they're much less than, uh, you know, live dramas or crime documentaries where we're actually able to follow. And this was the early version of social media. We just weren't allowed to comment on it. Um, you're not wrong in that we don't trust our timelines, but we are infatuated by it. We're addicted to it. Mm-hmm. We crave real pictures. It's no different than that common trope of driving by a car accident and, and not being able to take your eyes off of it. It's a tragedy. It's horrible. But a lot of your listeners right now can probably think of a time when they drove by and caught a glimpse and, and wanted to see more. And, and, and we're not proud of it. 
but we do. And, and the same thing is true for our Twitter timeline or potentially our Facebook, our LinkedIn or our Instagram. We're looking for a reality because, and this is what's fascinating, the psychology of it's fascinating. We've been advertised to for so long. The chocolate bar on television was ripped perfectly open before they took a bite. The pudding cup had a perfect loop on top or the mm-hmm. ice cream cone. We have been advertised perfection for so long, not only in the visual elements and the audio elements we hear, but also in the way it's delivered to us. Perfect 30-second segments, not a second longer during a Super Bowl commercial. And so that perfection has actually turned us into wanting non-perfection. So when we're looking at the war in Ukraine or we're looking at real war images in Mariupol, we're trying to see what it's really like because on television, psychologically, we don't trust what the news is telling us because they are going to have to follow that censorship that the CRTC and other regulatory bodies in other countries have put forward. But censorship doesn't exist on most of the social platforms. And so that's why we have this craving for it, because we're protected from it. And we continue our conversation with Joe Whitbread, co-founder and professional public speaker with Joe Social Media. Uh, Joe, so what else can we do? What can people do to avoid the, uh, I guess, the scroll of doom, I guess is the best way to describe it. (laughs) Well, I mean, ultimately, uh, what a lot of your listeners are doing right now is going, I'm not there anyway. I don't even do this tweeter thing or the TikTok. That's the sound the clock makes. Ultimately, You know, it's not being there, but let's be honest, you know, there were horse and carts and then all of a sudden the automobile started taking over our roadways and eventually the horse and cart and the horse and buggy was knocked off back in the 1900s and there's the automobile. So here we are going digital, your TV, even if you're one of those that are listening right now saying, I'm not on social media, I'm not doing it. Your TV is is a social media platform. Uh, You know, smart televisions right now, uh, that's that's on the internet. your vehicle knows where you live. Um, we aren't escaping this. So what can we do? Well, like anything that comes along in our society, the ones that, that we're familiar with because we're alive and the ones that our grandparents and our great-grandparents had to deal with, is understand them. This is the biggest component that's, that's sort of misleading our public. We are so hell-bent, like our grandparents were, on keeping the radio or the television out of the living room because in this house we read. Well, eventually the radio and the television did take over, and now they're in every room in the home. And social media is and will be as well. I mean, don't even get me started where the metaverse is going and and where your children or your children's children will be getting their entertainment from. So what we have to do is start understanding. And the best way to start understanding something is not from fear or anger or from a forbidding or a uh, banning Uh, way, uh, specifically if you're a parent listening to this. It's really difficult right now for our generation. I'm a a 46-year-old, graduated in 1993, born in 1975. It's very difficult as I've got young adult children to look at the way they're learning versus the way I learned, but we can't compare. Sentimentality is fine. The way things were is how they were, and it's okay to miss that. But we are on a new path, and this is going this way. And in many cases, many of those listeners right now are going, well, I'm doing it too. You're right. I do have a vehicle. I like my vehicle or I like my television or I like my technology. And so learning it, understanding it and not doing a fear or an anger based approach, specifically when we're talking to our kids, because this is the world they're growing up in, whether we like it or not. No, but I I, I would think that the problem is you don't even know you're being 
pointed in a direction, you're being manipulated, you're being shown what, as we said, they're just feeding you the same. Uh, you're, you're not exposing yourself to different ideas and different things. I, you, you can, but if you just go to your feeds, I'm going to my social media, I'm going to my Facebook, my, it, you're being, it's, you know, when you talked about the beginning of reality television in Survivor, the only problem with the show, as you mentioned, was it's already happened. They know how it ends. Now they can edit it to manipulate your feelings <laughs> along the way. So they make you hate a certain character when they already know that he won, and it will drive you crazy. Uh, Absolutely, this is in real time, though. Uh, you know, it's in real time, but you're still being manipulated. Yeah, but what you're arguing, we have to be self-aware. Right, we have to have a cognitive dissonance that's that, that has a reality check. Uh, I think we are putting way too much. On, on the channels, on, on Mark Zuckerberg, on the billionaires to protect us. I cannot believe, if I'm to be so bold, how dumb society is getting. Uh, and, and, and I'll put myself in that category. You're absolutely right. Everything you just said is absolutely bang on, and thank you for saying it. The, the show is already edited. Or sorry, it's already shot, and so they are editing it. They are making someone evil because they need someone to be evil on the show. And the same thing, we have to look at our timelines, understanding that what we're seeing is manipulative. But the more things change, the more things stay the same. I remember a story about how girls and boys' dolls were sold in the early 40s and 50s. They were sold on the shelf, stitched together in a factory, and then someone realized packaging. And if you're a mom or a dad listening to this on Christmas morning and you've taken out the screws and the twist ties <laughs> and the plastic wrap and the heat-sensitive uh, wrapping, you know how hard it is to unpackage. But you also realize that the packaging is made to sell that product. That is manipulation. The Barbie doll or the G.I. Joe or the Star Wars figurine looks better when it's in a beautifully graphically designed heat shrinked package that makes it look valuable. And so the same thing is happening in your social media timeline every day, because we are in a capitalist society. We are following businesses, individuals, organizations who represent or who are affiliated. Everyone has an agenda. Everyone. I do. You do. This show does. And so that agenda is earning more views, more listeners, more reads, more data. We want to achieve the exact same thing we hate. The popularity of our social media timelines from a business perspective as an entrepreneur is to achieve more access to your timeline. I'll do it in a positive and an informative way because part of what we do is help protect parents and kids from these very platforms. But the motive is exactly the same as what you described and the Barbie doll and the G.I. Joe. Package it, Put it together, do it positively, and give someone value from it. And the negative people are doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I think it's the awareness. I, I think when you see a commercial on TV, you know they're selling you something. When you see the packaging on something, you know they're selling it to you. I get the feeling, and you talked about maybe, you know, the, we're not all as bright as we think we are uh, or aware, that I don't think people look at social media and realize they're being played in any way or being uh, sold anything, whether it's a thought process, whether it's an idea, whether it's a product, whatever it may be. 
Yeah, I think you'll probably get two sides of that equation. Yeah. I think you're, you're probably right. Uh, there's probably lots of people going, oh, I know exactly. I mean, I look at the news, uh, you know, the, the news, which, of course, the, the last administration in the States, you know, made famous with, with you know, calling it out and, and right. fake. And, you know, I have a lot to say about that. And, and, and I think uh, some of my best friends, uh, I can promise you, are not conspiracy theorists. They are paid a pittance of a wage to report journalistic integrity in the news. So I, I can't stand that narrative, frankly. But we do know it exists. And I think one of the reasons it was called to attention, and I can't disagree with it, is that news is competing for our views. Oh, I know. That's a, no, that's a, I know. Once they started making news for profit, it changed everything. Listen, Joe, I'm up against the break. We're going to talk again at some point because I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, thank you so much for your time tonight. You're very welcome. Thanks, Shane. Have a good night.